0: Welcome to today's edition of the My Ag Life Daily News Report. I'm your host, Lori Boyer. In addition to feature reports, I'll bring you a look at regional and national agricultural news. And the show starts right after this.
1: We're waking up to a new dawn in agriculture. A better way, where farmers stop working the soil and start working with it. At Huma, our carbon-rich, humate-based products improve soil health and fertility, deliver nutrients more efficiently, and reduce crop input costs. Welcome to Humix Solutions with a human touch. Visit huma.us to learn more.
0: The California Department of Food and Agriculture Secretary Karen Ross says she is grateful to have had the opportunity to attend the COP28, which is the United Nations annual conference on climate change. It was held recently in Dubai. She said it was her third COP and she noticed that the conversations with their partners on collaboration seem deeper and more meaningful this time around, like they are building on previous steps, she said, and they have a shared sense of urgency to address climate change. The continued leadership by the state of California in partnership with dairy families to reduce livestock methane emissions was a focus on three different panel discussions. She was pleased to be able to discuss California's progress. According to the U.N.'s Food and Agriculture Organization, methane emissions from livestock must fall 25 percent by the year 2030 to stay on course for the Paris Climate Agreement Goal to limit global warming this century to less than one and a half degrees Celsius. However, reducing livestock methane emissions is a challenge for some of the international partners, which is understandable when you consider how many millions of people are dependent upon livestock for their families' nutritional needs and livelihoods. Pasture-based grazing and herdsmen in arid regions utilize land where poor soils do not support crop production. These nations feel that they are being asked to choose between food and security and their local economies or livestock methane reductions. The entire discussion underscores the critical need for investment to support farmers and ranchers in making transitions in their practices, she said. Another key topic in Dubai was the need for investment in healthy soils and an increase in the number of entities engaging in efforts to scale up soil health practices for climate mitigation, as well as long-term productivity, food security, and other co-benefits like biodiversity, water holding capacity, drought resiliency, and nutrient cycling. People are excited about the possibility, she said. Another big topic for discussion was some promising, potentially low-cost and easy-to-use tools for measuring and monitoring progress in healthy soils development. Ross said one key advancement in the ongoing international effort is the Agriculture Innovation Mission for Climate, which is a joint initiative by the United States and the United Arab Emeritus seeking to address climate change and global hunger by uniting participants to significantly increase support for climate smart agriculture and food systems innovation. There is significant buy-in from other partners. Pledges of $17 billion are now at hand, following an additional $8 billion in commitments in Dubai, both from government. Government and non government parties. She says agriculture has been a building block for emerging economies and is vital for life. It's fundamental to attaining the UN Sustainable Development Goal 2, which is to end hunger, achieve food security, improve nutrition, and promote sustainable agriculture. But agriculture also helps to attain a number of other development goals, including ending poverty, ensuring healthy lives and well-being, ensuring sustainable water management, taking action to combat climate change, promoting sustainable land use, and the protection of biodiversity. Friends of the California State Fair have opened the online application for their annual scholarship program that awards more than $40,000 to California students pursuing post-secondary education. For the 2024 to 2025 academic year, Friends of the California State Fair will award $1,000 to $2,500 scholarships to graduating high school seniors and students pursuing undergraduate and graduate degrees in a variety of disciplines. Applicants may apply to one of 12 scholarship categories, including agriculture, art, business, teaching winemaking grape growing and more applications are evaluated based on academics community involvement volunteerism and a personal essay top winners in select categories may be invited to compete for the five thousand dollar ironstone concourse foundation and friends of the california state fair scholarship an award that recognizes one outstanding candidate The 2024 to 2025 scholarship application deadline is March 8th. For more information about the program and to begin the application process, go to calexpostatefair.com. More than 50 people attended a public hearing recently in Clovis on the California Department of Pesticide Regulation's proposed regulation to provide public access to pesticide information prior to applications. The California Cotton Growers and Growers Association's President and CEO, Roger A. Isom, was in attendance and spoke in opposition to the proposed regulation. At the beginning of his comments, Isom stated that CDPR is doing a disservice to the people in attendance and to all the parties involved. CDPR must explain the lengthy and robust process that every single pesticide goes through to become registered. The restrictions on the labels come after years of testing and through reviews by scientists at CDPR and the Environmental Protection Agency. He does not believe CDPR would allow the use of any pesticide that would cause harm to any farm worker, resident, or innocent bystander, so he questioned why this regulation is needed if the necessary precautions to ensure a safe environment are already in place and asked that CDPR explain that. Comments on a proposed regulation are being accepted until January 12th. The supply of cauliflower from California is fairly heavy at the moment and will continue to stay that way for the next few weeks. That is due to high yields. According to Scott Nizawa of Church Brothers Farms, noting the season did have a slower start. It was about one to two weeks behind due to cool temperatures down in the desert. He says they expect the season to end in mid April. Right now, Church Brothers' crops are coming out of the Imperial Valley. Other growers are also producing in Santa Maria. As for pricing compared to a few weeks ago, prices are higher. However, Compared to a year ago with the lower supply, prices are lower. He said last year at this time, product was scarce among all commodities and prices were skyrocketing into the $50 range and higher. That, of course, was a once in a blue moon scenario that they don't expect to see again anytime soon. Of all the items they sell, cauliflower is the most volatile in terms of pricing and availability, though they are optimistic about a good season. And while there is plenty of product right now, demand is expected to slow down through the end of the year due to the Christmas holiday. However, in January, a bump is anticipated due to consumers' healthy eating resolutions. The vegetable also generally has seen strong consumer interest in recent years and has appeared in a variety of forms from cauliflower rice to pizza crust to cauliflower steaks and more.
2: We're thrilled to announce that the North Valley Nut Conference is taking place on January 31st at Silver Dollar Fairgrounds in Chico, California. This event is held in conjunction with University of California Cooperative Extension. It's a golden opportunity for professionals in the tree nut industry. Network with our exhibitors and sponsors who are committed to your success in the orchard. Earn valuable continuing education units and expand your knowledge on the latest industry trends. Listen to our expert speakers share valuable insights and practical advice, but attendance is filling up fast, so make sure you visit myaglife.com backslash events and register today. We hope to see you there. We know it's been tough managing inputs and resources lately. That's why we're inviting you to the Inputs Ag Summit on January 10th in Fresno, California. This event is a lifeline for specialty crop growers, PCAs, CCAs, and applicators alike. It's your opportunity to get help in today's challenging landscape. What will you find at the Input Ag Summit? Cost-saving seminars, networking with experts, special panel discussions, and solutions for hard times. Visit myaglife.com backslash events today to sign up for this new and exciting conference.
0: The National Milk Producers Federation applauded the House of Representatives for passing the Whole Milk for Healthy Kids Act. The act expands a variety of healthy milk options schools can choose to serve. Expanding the milk schools can choose to serve to include 2% and whole milk is a common sense solution that will help ensure kids have access to the same healthy options they get at home. That according to National Milk President and CEO Jim Mulhern. The American Farm Bureau Federation was also happy with the news. In a letter to Congress, AFBF told members that 9 out of 10 children aren't consuming enough dairy to meet their nutritional needs. The act will allow kids to get access to protein, calcium, and vitamins at important times in their development. House Ag Chair G.T. Thompson introduced the bill and said he looks forward to restoring access to these nutritious beverages in schools across the country. Events hosted by the American Farm Bureau Federation seek to inspire and equip women in agriculture to succeed in leadership. Farm News reporter Michael Clements shares more on their web series.
2: American Farm Bureau Federation's Ag Connect Her events spotlight prominent women across agriculture to inspire others to reach their potential and succeed in leadership. Margaret Gladden, a farmer from Indiana and a member of the AFBF Women's Leadership Committee, says the effort brings women together across the country.
1: We try to do these four times, five times a year, in bringing together powerful women that have worked themselves up into the business world and done wonderful great empowering things and they are just great leaders and can empower all women that we can be great leaders as women.
2: AFBF held the most recent Ag Connect Her event last week.
1: We had Beth Bechtel, the Deputy Director General at the Food and Agricultural Organization of the United Nations. And it was just amazing to hear her leadership journey and her words of encouragement for women. Keep pursuing and keep going. Be real. Be ourselves. You know, you're going to be nervous, but it's okay to be nervous and to be human.
2: Gladden says it's important for women in agriculture to come together and support each other.
1: People tend to look at the role of agriculture as a man's world, but There are more women that are coming up in the rank of majoring in agriculture, and there are more women owning farms now than there used to be. We look at that field. We've got to keep pursuing and going to stand on our feet also.
2: Watch recordings of the event on the Women's Leadership page at FB.org. Michael Clements, Washington.
0: The Purdue University Consumer Foods Insight is a monthly survey conducted by the Center for Food Demand Analysis and Sustainability. The information is used to track trends and changes in consumer food demand and food sustainability behaviors. The November survey dealt with several food safety topics. Among the many findings, most consumers associate best if used by and used by food date labels with food safety rather than food quality. The perceived risk of foodborne illnesses is higher in restaurants than in food prepared at home. Consumers are also more likely to believe raw meats pose a higher risk of containing foodborne bacteria than other food items. Risk-adverse consumers ate more food cooked at home than risk-loving consumers. Risk-loving consumers reported eating unwashed produce, rare or undercooked meats, and raw dough or batter more frequently than risk-adverse or risk-neutral consumers. Food insecurity dropped slightly for the fifth straight month to 12.8%. Lawmakers have introduced the Fertilizer Research Act into the Senate. One of the bill's co-sponsors, Tammy Baldwin of Wisconsin, talked about why they introduced the bill.
3: Our farmers have faced a lot of headwinds. And one of those challenges has been the spike in the price of fertilizer. Last year, the cost of fertilizer was like a staggering 30 percent of the input costs.
0: While prices have gone up sharply in recent years, Baldwin says farmers have no idea why.
3: At the same time, our farmers have very little insight into why these prices spiked, how they're determined. And so with this legislation, we're hoping to pull back the veil, if you will, of the competition within this market and be able to craft solutions that address the high costs that farmers are facing.
0: If farmers can't afford to plant their crops, that ultimately affects everyone
3: fertilizer prices don't just affect our hardworking farmers. They also can result in elevated prices because they limit the amount that farmers might plant if they can only afford a limited amount of fertilizer. So these are serious issues that affect our economy and we need to have greater insight and information. And that's what this bill would do.
0: Farmers, ranchers, and forest landowners who experience discrimination in USDA farm lending programs before January 2021 may be eligible for discrimination financial assistance. It's a new program and an important step in delivering on USDA's commitment to providing financial assistance to those who have faced discrimination in USDA farm lending programs. The deadline to apply is January 13th. Borrowers can apply online or with a paper form. The application process isn't first-come, first-served. All applications received or postmarked before January 13th will be considered. Filing an application is free, and it doesn't require a lawyer. On the website, applicants can get information on how to obtain technical assistance in person or virtually and additional resources and details about the program. If there are concerns about working with USDA based on past experiences, USDA has partnered with community-based organizations to conduct outreach to underserved groups. For more information go to 22007apply.gov. That's 22007apply.gov. JCS Marketing is your number one way to connect with the ag industry. Through print magazines, digital media, podcast, and live and virtual events, JCS Marketing has the reach to inform, educate, and influence growers in the Western United States. Everywhere you go, you see West Coast Not Magazine on the, every one of my customers'
1: tables. So that tells you everything. That's, that, it's there, so they're reading
0: it. Our My AgLife platform includes podcast interviews and digital articles for busy professionals on the go. Our live events, continuing education webinars, and virtual conferences help growers connect with leading researchers and industry leaders. Let JCS Marketing help you connect. That will wrap up today's show. You've been listening to the My Ag Life Daily News Report. I'm Lori Boyer. From all of us here at the JCS Marketing team, thank you for listening.